0: Hello everyone, Mike Lewis here. Welcome to the When to Jump podcast. Today we've got, you guessed it, a jumper. Uh, this one's this one's a unique story. Uh, his name's Jared Sebesta, and he wrote into the When to Jump email platform, which anyone can do, and he told me a story about leaving his job as a weatherman to go into financial planning, really helping people make jumps. And so beyond the fact that I've never actually met a weatherman, I thought that the idea of having an expert on financial planning and coming in to share, you know, what you need to know and how to think about preparing for a jump uh, is very relevant for this community. So he's not going to bog you down with a lot of, uh, you know, guru talk or specific terminology that is confusing and financial gibberish, things like that. But Jared will will share his thoughts. And one of the things he talks about is uh, how you can live way below your means and how that's actually Uh, a really good way to start prepping for whatever it is you're jumping towards um, and how it's not as scary as you think the other thing he talks about which i really liked is that there's got to be a healthy balance between fear and preparation and you know i've talked about that before a lot of folks talk about the fear element but we don't talk about as much as how that can actually go towards your preparation I think you'll really enjoy this podcast. There's a lot of nuggets to take away, but it's not overwhelming, I promise. Um, I think you'll really enjoy it. And again, you know, we only knew Jared because he reached out and we're hearing from more and more folks who are reaching out. And so if you've got something to share, go to whentojump.com. There's a contact form. Send us an email. Uh, if you've got a jump to share like Jared did, you can record it. Jump at mcmillan.com is where you send it. Um, but thank you, Jared, for coming on the show and uh, get ready for a little bit of financial wisdom around planning your uh, jump from a former weatherman. Let's get to it.
1: I'm joined here by Jared Sebesta, who has the first uh, jump that I've come across involving meteorologists. So Jared, tell us a little bit about what that looked like.
2: Yeah, so I was a TV weatherman uh, for over 12 years. I grew up in west central Minnesota, always had a fascination for weather, Uh, never really planned on taking it to the TV route, but I did that, started a career in 2002 uh, back in, uh, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, did that for five years, spent some time in Phoenix, Arizona, and then landed, quote unquote, my dream job in Minneapolis, in my home state, you know, at arguably one of the best stations in the market. And I did that for uh, four years there and then eventually just uh, walked and made a huge jump back in 2014. And what did you do when you, when you jumped? What happened next? <laughs> well, now I work for a small financial company in West Central Minnesota. Uh, I get a chance to do financial coaching. I do a lot of uh, speaking and uh, doing financial wellness training with uh, companies. Uh, but I also do some sales and marketing for, again, the small financial company that I work for here in West Central Minnesota. So a big switch up. There's no connection between TV meteorology and what I'm doing now. So uh, it's just like playing squash, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned when you reached out to me it was I was actually during the period we were reading the book. What 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 resonated with you? What 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 thought thought popped into your mind to, to reach out to when to jump?
2: Yeah. Well, you talk about like the difference between being stupid and crazy. And uh, I I I would joke with people. They're like, well, you're the guy who just left his job. And I was like, yeah, it's either. It's either the dumbest thing I've ever done or it was like the smartest thing I've ever done. And like those first couple of years afterwards, I was like, this could go either way. You know, I mean, there's like a lot of this could go either way with this. But uh, I, I've, I've been out of the game now for three and a half years. And it, it's, it's taken about that much time. You know, there's, there's tons of uncertainty. You really don't have, it, there's no way you make a jump and know what's coming. And that's what I tell people who are kind of on the verge of, of making the jump or maybe want to do a major switch in their careers where they want to iron out all the, all the details. And I tell them, like, that's just not going to happen. And, in fact, I think there's some, there's some healthiness in not really maybe knowing every single detail to come. You know what I'm saying? Because, really, everything that happened after I left my television career, none of it came to fruition. And had I known... Uh, maybe I wouldn't have jumped when I did. You know what I mean. So there's got to be this healthy balance of fear and preparation. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, and sometimes it it is nice to not know everything, or else that might have kept you from not jumping.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I, I saw too. Like there's a there's a lot of value in not waiting. You know, and that sounds maybe reckless to say, but you talked about how um, you know, th- th- there's a cost in putting this thing off. And uh, if I had stayed in television. I probably would have signed another three-year contract. So that means just in the last six months, I would have been coming up on, a, on, a, on the end of another contract. Well, now I'm almost 40. Now I have another child. And it would have been that much harder uh, to kind of jump and then maybe reinvent myself, which is what I've had to do. But it feels like I have like a three-and-a-half-year head start. And I'm so thankful that I did it when I did, not waiting until like now to try to redo what I did three-and-a-half years ago.
1: That's such a salient point. I'm really glad you brought that up because a lot of people, you know, really shy away at that point of actually going for it. What would you tell folks, you know, that are at that point and they're they're thinking, "Do I make a switch or do I stay like you did and or or could have done rather? Excuse me, could have done in a successful meteorological career in TV with a family and a child and and just stayed put?" You know, what was it that pushed you forward. What would you tell
2: others? Well what's interesting is that uh, a lot of people still ask me, they're like, when you quit your job, what did your wife think? And I'm like, that is such a that's such a crazy question because that would insinuate that like I didn't tell her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that would insinuate right. that like I, I, I put in my two week notice and then I was like, hey honey, hey something happened at work today I should tell you about, which was like the furthest thing from the truth. Uh, what 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 people didn't see is that 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 decision to leave my job when I did with with the full confidence. And I look back and I'm like, "Boy, that was really gutsy." You know, but when I was doing it, it's like I knew it was the right decision. And so I've asked myself, I was like, "How did I know?" because I get asked that question a lot and sometimes I ask other people that question, like, "How did you know?" And the the way I answer that is that that decision there was hundreds of hours of conversation that I had between me and my wife for probably eight to 10 years leading up to that. That just didn't come out of nowhere. you know. And that kind of goes back to that voice thing because you talk about not ignoring the voice early in your book. And that voice was speaking to me long before I ever left my television career. And so that voice, we were addressing that voice between me and my wife for years. And I think what really stood out is as we were having all of these hours and hours and hours of conversations over years, we could truly identify what we wanted. And I, go and I challenge audiences with that question when I go out and have a chance to speak on this topic where I ask them, what is it that you want? If you could, if you could say, if I could wave a magic wand and logistics aside, uh, what is the life that I want what would it look like? And I just try to encourage people to just pipe dream. And my wife and I did that. And I have to be honest, the stuff that we came up with, it didn't involve being in television. It didn't involve having this rat race kind of mentality um, that I was kind of being forced to live being in television. It, it involved living a simple life, probably in a small town a uh, very basic kind of minimalistic life. That's what we wanted. And that's kind of the conclusion that we came to. So I think it comes down to having a strong unity if you're married and then really understanding a fundamental question, which is what is it that you want? And then it will start to really become clear as to, well, I either got to jump and I got to jump soon or I just got to gotta sit and wait this one out. But here's the thing. It never goes away. It'll never go away. If I were to if I would have stayed for another 3 years, I'd be dealing with the same you know discontentment that I was dealing with yeah. a decade ago. You know what I mean? Cuz it just doesn't go away.
1: Totally. That, is, that I think that's I mean that's exactly right is that you can't wait till next year, you can't wait till next month and 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 in hindsight it does look gutsy, but you have to ask yourself a question which is do I want to just keep living in this Gray zone, like you said, for eight to ten years of conversations. You know th- that's not a whimsical idea when you jump. That's that's being thoughtful, but perhaps more important, that's knowing that if you don't go, you're gonna you're probably gonna regret not going. It right? was
2: it was, and I can I can remember and rem- I, You know, again, I'm not trying to over dramatize this. I had a phenomenal job. I mean, if you if you're a young broadcaster kind of climbing the ranks in the broadcasting field, you want to get to those bigger markets and you want to be at one of the top stations. And I had it. And I can remember pulling in. And this is no disrespect to my previous employer, but I can remember driving in the parking lot and thinking to myself, I can't wait until I can drive away from this place and never come back. And I'm like, yeah. I can't put up with that for another three years. I, I like it, but I had it's hard when you have quote unquote the dream job you know, and uh, people are calling you like, are you nuts? And you got your dad. My dad has probably been my biggest cheerleader and he lives his life totally vicariously through myself. And he loved the fact that I was his son and everybody recognized him because we had the same last name. Like, is Jared your son? You know, and that was hard, but I'm like, "I, I can't do it. It's not about what you would do. It's about what feels good for me because it's my life and it's what I want and it's about me and my family. That's what it's all about. So it was coming to grips with this is what I'm supposed to do. And once I felt comfortable with that, uh, leaving was kind of a no-brainer.
1: It's important to hammer down this. I mean, like I said, I've never spoken to a meteorologist before, but I know that feeling of leaving the parking lot being like, man, I, there hopefully are limited days where I'm coming back to this. And it is wild. And I think it's important to underscore you were doing what on paper you should have done. And and that's awesome that you had the the support from your wife and from your parents and family that, you know that that saw through you know a superficial concern of you know uh what what why would you leave what would your life look like could you survive without this label to you especially in a very
2: public you know a job like being on tv a lot a lot of it too was my own identity if i if i look back the 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 thing i struggled with the most probably the next year or two after was my own identity but that was that was a good thing for me to get kind of reset and i and i can honestly say now I find my identity in something much deeper than you know what my title is. But it's, t- like, it's tough. And I, and I actually spoke with a, with a pastor friend of mine. He said that the, the, about this t- subject, he goes, the people that I come in contact with, he goes, the toughest ones are the ones that are like 40, and they're crushing it in their, in their jobs and their careers. You know what I mean? Like they're killing it. Their lifestyle depends on it. They're miserable. They're dying inside. But what, what can they do? You know, like their entire life and even their own identity is wrapped up in that. And I'm so thankful, like it was a struggle right away, but I can honestly say like my identity as a TV meteorologist, it's over. Like nobody, nobody cares who I am anymore. <laughs> they, they don't. Right. And, uh, but it's so freeing now. And I'm so glad I jumped when I did, because again, if I had stayed, my identity and my life would have been more entrenched in my job. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's so healthy. I don't know if that's as healthy as what it, what life should be. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's an incredible amount of self-awareness you talk about, Jared, and, and a lot of courage. I, I think for those who might not know what they want to jump to, what would you tell them? Where would you start?
2: A lot of it is is kind of going back to what you said in the book it's it's identifying i' thinking about that little voice because there's no way somebody who is considering jumping hasn't hasn't talked about hasn't hasn't felt that little nudge or that voice you know and sure. then, and then I would say um i really have a deep understanding of who you are and what you're trying to accomplish in life and then a lot of it also too depends on um there's there, there's like this financial safety net you have to set up. And even though like you might not be ready to jump today, um, you're probably gonna jump at some point because if it's even in your if it's even in your psyche, it's probably coming up. I had lunch with a friend of mine who has a great job at a local company here, and he was like, you know what, I have a great I have a great job, and he's like, I think I I think I think I might change jobs someday, and I'm like, there's no way in five years you're still working for this company. He says, you think, and I'm like, yeah, because you're already talking about it. You mean you know what I mean? You're, you're already there in your mind. It's just if, if you're just waiting for the next step. And so I hate being, uh, I like being proactive. And so what I, what I tell people is if it's in your psyche, um, if it's in there, if you feel that nudge in your heart, um, keep exploring that, but don't not be proactive. And for me, not being proactive is just sitting on your hands financially. Start putting the safety net features into place. Get yourself out of debt. Start saving cash. Because that is what's going to be the support system for you to eventually jump. Um, My my wife and I did a phenomenal job of having a huge financial safety net because of the years we just come together and we just got super, super smart with our money. We weren't making tons of money, but we got rid of all of our debt. We started saving money, and that was a massive cushion for me to have some, uh, uh, I guess, uh, it took away some of the pressure and some of the risk because I didn't have to go and chase a paycheck immediately, even though I had no idea where I was going to get my next paycheck. Um, th- again, that that was years in the making, years long before I ever walked away from my job uh, of being just really proactive and intentional with our money and really understanding who we were. That would be my two biggest sure. um, pieces of advice.
1: Yeah. And maybe just to wrap up here, as someone who helps people get the financial uh, wherewithal to be able to jump. What are the the two kind of easiest things you can do, or three, or one to, to start planning? Because that is tough when you've got perhaps a family, a mortgage, student loans, things like that. Is there anything that you can kick off right out the bat?
2: Yeah, right off the bat, I would just I, to me saving and paying off debt are the two biggest ones. And so if you're struggling with debt, I would I would get crazy serious about getting rid of it. Obviously, that's mainly besides a mortgage. You know, you're probably not going to pay off your mortgage in the next year or two. But if you're if you're struggling financially living paycheck to paycheck it's hard to make a jump and jump into uncertainty when you're already living paycheck to paycheck find a way to live way below your means the easiest way to do that get rid of your payments and then start getting a massive safety cushion as big as you can i don't want to say hoard cash but again it's kind of like if you know this is coming up not you know no pun intended you got to weather the storm you know what i'm saying so it would be getting rid of debt getting rid of your payments and saving money uh, as fast as you can that's going to be your that's going to that's going to position you the best you can for your job
1: yep totally well and and all right because you are a meteorologist uh, by background in a life before this one now that that's your identity now which which i totally fundamentally believe you know you can change and you've totally jumped from but uh what was something that many people don 't know about meteorologists that you 'd like to tell
2: us <laughs> TV meteorologists specifically yeah absolutely yep. a couple of things uh, there are no special computers at at our station. everybody thinks that we have these special computers and we have like this special knowledge um, that's not the that 's not the case. Uh, we do not read a teleprompter, everything we say is ad libbed. And uh, I would say forecasting the future is really, really hard. So, you know, be easy on your local <laughs> weatherman. <laughs>
1: I love it. Well, Jared Sylvester, thank you so much for, for reaching out from reading the book. Um, where can people learn more about what you're doing uh, over in, is it North Central Minnesota? Did I get that right?
2: Yeah, I'm in West Central Minnesota. You can, if you just Google my name, you'll find a lot about me. I have a website, jaredsylvester.com. If you want uh, some free videos on how to position yourself to to win and, and do this, uh, I got I got links on my website. Go check it out.
1: Awesome. Jared Sebesta, thanks
0: so much for joining me on the When to Jump podcast.
2: All right. Thanks, man.
0: There you have it. Some financial planning tips from weatherman turned financial planner, Jared Sebesta. Really cool to hear. Thank you for calling in and sharing, Jared, from the Midwest, uh, a loyal Jump community member. You've shared your insights numerous times and we really appreciate that. If you've got a jump to share, you know where to find us, wentojump.com. You can record it, your jump and send it in to jump at mcmillan.com. Follow us on social at to Jump from all over the world. Thank you to all those who we continue to hear from. We give shout-outs weekly in our newsletter that comes out on Tuesdays. Go to to wendajump.com forward slash newsletter for that. I hope to see many of you in Boston, September 7th and 8th, our annual member festival, Jump Club Boston. You can use WTJPOD for 10% off. WTJPOD, 10% off. Thank you for everyone uh, that has shared their jump with us so far today and going forward. That is why we're here. My name is Mike Lewis. This is the When to Jump podcast. I will see you all next week. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block.